What do you think? Should we get the show going? Mm-hmm. 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 The baby has spoken. Welcome to Dad's class. Dad's class. Yeah, Dad's class. Welcome to the podcast where I, Devin Pierce, bring you the tools of my toolbox. So whether you're a parent, going to be one, or just adulting, it is my goal to help make you better equipped for life's great adventure. Welcome to Dad's class. We are live over at Mixer.com slash Dad's Class, as we tend to be Wednesdays at 5 p.m. However, next week's episode will be recorded on Monday the 15th at 5 p.m. to clear the schedule for the latter half of the week. But as a bonus, that means you guys will also be getting, for the audio listeners and the YouTube watchers, the episode will be coming out early for you guys as well out on Wednesday instead of Friday. It is June 10th, 2020. I have nine days until I get married. Woohoo! Yep, yep, yep! And that's pretty cool. We've been... Uh, my spouse had one of her friends come over and they started uh, adding some more touches to our aisleway that we've put together. It looks very beautiful. Um, I suppose and I also lit all the tiki torches and danced to some music in amongst our decorations last night. It was quite entertaining for us both. So, how are you folks doing? Hope everyone is well. Everyone is doing good. Keeping safe and doing well. All that fun jazz. Since last class, guys, where we talked about well, we revisited a previous topic. We looked back on teaching children respect. Which at the time of that recording, I thought was a one-shot deal before. But we actually had two episodes, six and nine in season one, both talked about teaching children respect. It was a two-part episode. Um, the first one was a good introduction. And the second one really looked at uh, applying strategies and types of respect throughout different aspects of children's lives. However, last week was taking those key aspects of teaching our children respect and we flushed them out and expanded upon them to look at a bit of humanism as well as how these things apply to the ongoing striving for change that is occurring in our world today uh, with such actions such as Black Lives Matter and now we're into Pride Month, too. So a lot of people looking to change the world for better, to be a more accepting world. And that all starts with understanding how to respect each other. Along with that, we also did our first book reading. And uh, my spouse loved it. Her mother thinks it's great. So hopefully you guys like that, too. And maybe we'll do something like that in the future. The book was Have You Filled a Bucket Today? And that was written by Carol McLeod. I could remember the last name, but I could remember the first name, so I had to double check on that. And that book tied into the whole topic of teaching respect really well. I thought it kind of 
gave a visual representation to respect with the buckets and filling of the buckets and being kind to each other. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that book. There was no Top 5 Tuesday this past week as we worked towards improving our website for the podcast. We added a couple of libraries. These pages are a video and audio library page. Now, they only have the podcast episodes set out with their links to them. So any bonus content on either the the audio platforms or uh, things like the Top 5 Tuesdays on YouTube aren't included in that list. So let me know what you guys think of them. If you find them useful, I might expand on those libraries and add in that bonus content at some point. You can find those located at the bottom of the page when you go over to our podcast website. You can get there by going to bit.ly slash dad's site. Now, that's a short link. So it's bit.ly slash capital D, A-D-S, capital S, I-T-E. That is case sensitive. There will, of course, be links in the description of this week's episode as well. Alrighty. God, that bell is way louder on earbuds than it is on headphones. Oh, man, I also have sensitivities in this ear. I think we talked about that last week. Maybe. I don't remember. Anyways, I, uh, as a child, blew out this eardrum more or less and have a bunch of scar tissue there. So certain things cause me pain. It's great fun. I forgot to also mention that we did do our, my weekly streaming over at twitch.tv slash crownesso this past weekend. Spouse joined me for both Friday and Saturday nights, and that was pretty fun. This week, we're going to be talking about relationships, specifically the healthy ones. This week's episode is going to be a shorter one as well. I felt like some point form notes really kind of set the bar for what we should all kind of expect or understand as being a healthy relationship. However, almost exactly to the episode last season, we talked about teaching positive relationships through examples. The episode uh, 14 of Season 1 was mostly me talking about experiences and conversations I had recently had that inspired the idea. We set forth and reinstilled the aspects of role modeling and how if we want to set the stage for our children to have positive relationships in their lives, we have to show them what that looks like. Our parents did the same thing for us, whether they intended to or not. And maybe they didn't show you, in your situation, the best examples of positive relationships or healthy relationships. So sometimes we have to work even harder to really go forth and provide that example for our children. It's a lot easier to simply follow what we understand as being normal in our own personal circumstances than it is to move forward fighting against that or trying to change it. Even when we are trying to change things for the better, as a species, we're just 
kind of not good at it. It takes a special kind of person to really, truly be able to move forward. If you have the effort, you're willing to put the work into it. That's the kind of person that you need to be. Something else to consider along that is the fact that with each relationship we have, it ship it shifts and shapes the next one. Whether it's a plutonic friendship or something more, every interaction that we have, positive or negative with different people, is a learning experience which will help us change and adjust how we develop future relationships going forward. When we talk about maintaining relationships, I'm always going to be the guy who talks about how, hey, five love languages. There's a wall here, by the way. And the reason why is because the five love languages, though not a, a totally inclusive bubble, pretty well narrow down everything that goes towards improving communication within a relationship, which then improves the overall relationship. Again, we have an episode on how geocaching is a love language superstar and the ways that that one singular hobby can envelop and include all five languages so it can really help flush out or improve and strengthen a relationship. We had a top five Tuesday that was focusing on the five love languages, but in application towards children. On the podcast YouTube channel, we have a playlist. I'm actually going to link that here in the chat for people who are live viewing today. But I will link the podcast playlist on YouTube into this week's episode description. Wow, I had a lot of... That was like Shatner talk there. I was really broken up. But if you would like to find out more information about the five love languages, they are a series of books written initially by Gary Chapman. I know some of the books have co-authors and stuff that have been written since then. And that all spearheaded fivelovelanguages.com. That's the number five, and then the words love languages, all one word, uh, .com. They have different quizzes on there. It's not just about love languages, but... Uh, how you accept apologies, you're kind of angry you are. There's a couple of different ones. I think there's... Last time I was on there, I think there's four different quizzes that you can take and kind of get a better understanding of yourself, get your spouse to take the quizzes, and you can kind of see how you guys relate. I also know that we mentioned the last time I brought this up, which was only this season, episode three. Uh, we did talk about a little bit on the app, which I'm thinking I might do a review of. Let me know in the comment section, in chat, or on Twitter if you guys would like to see reviews on things like the uh, Love Languages app. But the question kind of becomes, how do you know if you're even in a healthy relationship that's worth putting the time and energy of learning love languages and practicing different ones and expanding on your communication is your relationship worth maintaining? Well, it needs to be a healthy one first. And today we're going to look at key aspects towards what a healthy relationship is. 
Now, these notes are definitely written in the mindset that we're talking about your relationship partner, your spouse that you are in a romantic relationship with. However, a lot of these same concepts can still be applied to relationships with your friends or even coworkers. Maybe a little bit of a different twist, but if you're looking to have a good, positive, healthy relationship, a lot of these apply pretty directly to all relationships that you have. Healthy relationships should be built on love, respect, caring, and happiness. There is no place for fear, uh, the imposition of restrictions, or the attempt to control each other. Those are not healthy relationship ideals. The caveat to that, there will always be situations that not everything is going to account for, and I understand that. But if the decisions being made by your partner aren't coming out of caring for you, or about your happiness, their happiness, like a mutual finding of happiness, or out of respect for each other, that is a relationship that is being based around fear. Different types of fear, different aspirations of fear, but anything that's trying to control or limit your personal growth is trying to manipulate you with some form of fear. And that is not a healthy relationship. Both parties in a relationship should encourage and support each other. You should be looking to help each other grow. My spouse shares my posts from dad's class. I share the things from her business. Um, you know, when I'm sitting here looking at my analytics and it doesn't look like anybody cared for an episode I put out, she helped me work through that doubt. All right, well, maybe that one wasn't so good, but what are we going to do next week? How are we going to make it better? How are we going to change? What can we change? Those are the types of supports and encouragement you need from each other if you want to move forward in life. Those are pretty nail-on-the-head examples, but sometimes that's what you need, is that very direct, I am going to help you by doing this. Yeah, sometimes it's a little bit more subtle than that. In a healthy relationship, people should show you a willingness to prioritize that relationship. It doesn't mean it's always going to happen. It doesn't mean that they always will be able to. But making the time to be part of a relationship, it does take a little give and take. You can, t Even if it comes down to negotiating, well, listen, you want me home tonight, that's fine. But I'm going to have to come into work this weekend then if you want me to come home early or whatever the situation may be. Even if it's just... I can't right now. I would love to. I would rather be. You know, that willingness, showing that desire to be a part of the relationship and wanting to work with you on the relationship, that's a key aspect of a healthy healthy one. Both parties should be not only able, but secure enough to spend time alone doing things apart from each other. Underlining trauma notwithstanding, I have seen people who because of past events have severe separation anxiety from their spouse in those situations there are ways to work through that some people will never get to that point some people 
will have to work a long time before they get to that point. And that's okay. But on a general whole, it is something that people should have in a healthy relationship that they are able to go out on their own, do their own thing, and not be freaking out about how the other person feels about it. From that, as part of going out and doing their own thing, in that you're going to find that people sh will tell you that a healthy relationship has other relationships, other friendships, a circle of friends, a circle of family, a close family, far distant family, whatever the case may be. But having relationships from outside of that relationship that support not only the individual, but the couple. And, you know, some people like to be alone, keep to their own house. That's great. However, those people should still have someone they can go to, even if you aren't doing it regularly. It is good, healthy to have a someone else to turn to when you are in a moment of doubt or distress. An expansion upon that last point is also where, well, if we go back to last year's episode, we talked about how if you want your children to have positive relationships, you have to be role modeling those by showing them what they look like. And if you're going to do that, you need to role model for yourself positive, healthy relationships by you as a couple or as a pairing of friends spending time with other people who have positive, healthy relationships. It's not just kids that need examples to learn from. So if you can hang out with Bobby and Sally and Bobby and Sally have, you know, their ducks in a row and they make good decisions and they're progressing with their goals in life, or you can hang out with, uh, Sarah and Suzanne who uh, just had their ninth vehicle repoed and maybe they're together. Maybe one of them's in jail. We're not sure. You know, pick the healthier, stable, more stable relationship as your focal point. So you have a reference point for a good role model. Not saying you can't still be friends with the other two, but maybe not spend so much time comparing your relationship to theirs. Within your own relationship, though, we also have to hold a sense of self-value and a value for our partners. Knowing that you have value is part of your own self-esteem, but we need to respect that our partners have their own value, not just to themselves, but to us as people. And we do this and we need to do this to ensure that we aren't devaluating them or belittling them in our process of trying to make ourselves feel valued. A good clear sign that you're in a happy, healthy relationship is that when there's a disagreement, you're able to work it out. Finding a compromise by working together, you know, respecting each other's value and letting each other's voices being heard when there is a disagreement. And at times, finding a middle ground, finding a compromise. Situations are rarely the exact desire of one part of a team. You know, you're going to have to come together and figure out what's going to work to try and keep everybody happy sometimes. 
in order to do that, we need to also be talking about our active listening, our uh, nose with our toes, which we've talked about on the show a lot. And this applies with anyone you're trying to show some level of respect to, or that you're trying to communicate with effectively. You know, I'm going to harbor it right back to that example when we talked about nose with toes as our catchphrase for the first time. If you've t- got your back turned to me, and you're talking to me over your shoulder um, and doing something else, and you're not really looking at me when I'm trying to have a conversation with you, I'm not going to feel like you're really listening. But if I'm looking you in the eyes, my nose and my toes are pointing at you, then I can show you that I value you by valuing your opinion and making sure that you see you are being heard. So if we're working towards establishing compromise in difficult situations where there's a difference of opinion and we're giving our full attention, we're actively listening to be a part of the conversation and work towards achieving that, well then, as a healthy relationship, we're also going to be working towards goals together and making other decisions, not just disagreements, but what's for dinner? Which insurance company should we go with? How many cars is too many cars have parked in your garage? I don't know. How many can we fit? As friends or as partners, it's more fun when you can work together to get things done. And I'm going to say that it's a near equal partnership. No matter how perfect, no relationship is ever going to be 100% equal. Accepting that, but also accepting from that, that someone will have to make a final decision on things. But, in addition to that, it shouldn't always be the same person. Not every time. My spouse and I often turn into the vultures from the Jungle Book when it comes to deciding what we're going to do for dinner. But, uh, you know, you want to try and avoid that sometimes, and sometimes... That just simply comes down to somebody has to make a decision. So you're never going to find equal, 100% equal in decision making. But the fact that you worked together to come up with as close to a good compromise, and then somebody was like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. As long as you guys worked towards trying to make it a better situation, that's showing healthy level of respect for each other. And whether we're conversating about those kinds of things or if we're just trying to understand each other or make a decision, whatever the case may be, a really important portion of a healthy relationship is seeking to understand each other's differences. When I was making the show notes for tonight, uh, a lot of what I saw was how healthy relationships will understand each other's differences. But I personally feel that the journey towards that understanding is part of the fuel that motivates us when we're in a healthy relationship to move forward, 
to continue to grow and learn and you know really cheesy expression of fall in love with her more every day well if you already know everything about that person how are you going to fall more in love with them if you already understand everything about them how are you going to fall more in love with them you can learn to appreciate them more so i kind of feel telling people that they should just know their partner so perfectly and which is what i saw a lot in these no things i've brought up in my research notes to understand everything that sets them apart from you it's kind of like asking you to settle for boring in my opinion the key is not in understanding but in the willingness to respect those people and their differences enough to learn to understand them and to work with them and those differences. It just that makes sense to me. The last point I have to make on what a healthy relationship is is that that both parties are going to be taking responsibility for themselves. And what I mean by that is they're not looking to, to the other party to fill their bucket. And they're not looking to the other party to solve all their problems for them. You know, there comes a point, yes, you lean on your partner when you need help and they should be willing to give you help when you ask for it. But you shouldn't expect them to just always take care of everything for you. And they shouldn't expect that of you either. Before you came together, you were two individual people solving your own problems. And sometimes you still got to do that. Is what it is. You can bounce ideas off of them to help yourself achieve your goals or fix what you got to fix more efficiently. But you can't expect them to have all the answers. Every relationship is different. And I understand that. You know, just like there are however many combinations and variations of the five core love languages. Everything and every person can be a little different. Not everything's going to apply to everybody, or at least not in the same way. But today, I hope you were able to hear me out, reflect on the relationships that you have, whether they're, you know healthy enough for you and you know, maybe there's some areas you got to improve upon but if you struck i don't even know how many points i had in this list today but if you struck nine out of ten points that's a pretty healthy relationship if you struck five out of five that's healthier than some people have maybe you can do better maybe you can look at it and be like we could do better here we could do better there i could do better there right but I hope that today's episode will help you reflect on the relationships you have in your life and be maybe a little better informed about whether they are healthy enough for you. Now, if you are in the province of Alberta, you can find a lot of resources. If you look at this and you think, I'm actually not in a healthy relationship, you can reach out to the Alberta Human Services Family Violence uh, toll-free line. Their helpline deals with all forms of 
neglect and abuse, verbal, emotional, psychological. And they can also still help you out even if they're, you're just looking to do better in your relationship. It doesn't have to be violent. But they have a toll-free number, which is 310-1818. And you can reach out to them if you're looking to find supports or information about different uh, classes or groups that might be able to help you in your relationships anywhere here in Alberta. So number again is 310-1818. And it is the Alberta Human Services Family Violence Toll-Free Helpline. That is for Alberta only. I don't really know about other provinces, but I'm sure that they have a similar number for you to contact. Before we get into the question of the week, guys, I would just like to take a moment of your time and remind you once again that we are still doing our Extra Life fundraising for the Edmonton Celery Children's Hospital. The description to donate uh, on our donation page, you can find a link to that in today's episode and should be in every episode. Question of the week. Alrighty. As with every episode each week, I look forward to hearing your guys' feedback. So please rate the show on whatever podcast app you are listening to it on. If you have the ability to do so, leave a review there. Tweet a link to it to me because I don't see things on some of them. I have to have someone share them with me. But uh, you can also come over to the YouTube channel and down below the bridge where all the trolls live, leave me a comment there. Throw us a like, throw us a thumbs down, whatever floats your fancy. Make sure you subscribe while you're there. And... Uh, Our question this week, guys, looking back at your relationship history, whether it's uh, your platonic friendships or your spouses and lovers over the years, would you say that you've gotten better at finding healthy relationships over time? Or have you just always been one of those people that actually maintains healthy relationships on a regular basis? Um, I have to say I'm in the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. And there's different degrees to those and different ways that you can judge that for yourself, but this is the best I've done. And that's perfect for me. Because she's amazing. If you guys would like to follow the show, you can find us over at twitter.com with at dadsclass. You can also find us over at facebook.com slash dadsclass. If you'd like to help support the show in some way, be sure to send us your recommendations if you have a suggestion for the show at all. Or check out our merchandise shop, which we have a link to in the show notes for every episode. If you'd like to get in touch with me personally, you guys can send me an email at crownesso at gmail.com. That's C-R-O-W-N-E-S-S, the number zero, at gmail.com. And you guys can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, Discord, and Xbox with that same handle, at CrownSO. If you found this class informative, share it with your friends. See what they have to say about it. And until next class, be sure to be kind. Be safe. Thank you for listening to another Dad's Class. 
and then we do the little dance for the fun time. Does it go up here on YouTube? Yay!